0: Lori Boyle Radio on the Wicked Housewives on K-Pod Radio Network. This show explores what it means to live a healthy, happy, and satisfying life. Cutting-edge insights and philosophies will be discussed with guests who range from entrepreneurs and health experts to pilots and award-winning authors. They are all just ordinary people who happen to have done extraordinary things. Please join her on Thursday nights at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. Now, here is your host, Lori Boyle.
1: Hi everyone, thank you so much for joining me today. I have a great guest for you. Uh, his name is JV Crum III, and I will introduce him here for you. He is a business coach who helps entrepreneurs grow six and seven figure conscious businesses. He is a speaker, marketing expert, Huffington Post columnist, best selling author of Conscious Millionaire grow your business by making a difference, and host the top-ranking Conscious Millionaire family of podcasts. J.D. is founder of ConsciousMillionaire.com, a global coaching and wealth product business and holds an MBA, a J.D., a master's in psychology, and has built and sold successful companies. He is also the founder, director of the nonprofit Conscious World Foundation, which provides training to youth aged 18 to 25 to become the next generation of conscious leaders worldwide. Welcome, J.V. So excited well, to have Laurie, you on the show. You.
2: Well, thank you so much for having me. It's my honor, and I'm really excited to be here today with you.
1: Oh, so am I. You know, I went to a... Um, a, a business meeting earlier today was a lunch for um, working women and women in business for themselves, and I told them that I was going to do this interview with you, and I told them that you wrote a book called The Conscious Millionaire, and they loved it. They loved the title. So oh,
2: the well, first you. question
1: I would... Oh, you're welcome. Well, the first question I'd want to ask you is, what do you mean by conscious, being a conscious millionaire? What does that mean exactly? Well,
2: that's a that's a great question, Laurie, because it really is at the foundation of everything. And, you know, I wrote this book seven times over seven years. I'm going, kids, don't do this at home, but it really was the right play, way for me to do it. And in between, there were kinds of events like my father dying, and then I kind of rethought a whole lot of things. And as I wrote it, at one point, I realized I was using conscious more than one way. And then I went through it all and figured out that I actually was using conscious to mean three different things. And in a way, it's kind of like three levels of conscious. So the first one, and it relates a lot to what we think of in psychology and business and more the concrete piece of it's about being aware. That also includes the Eastern approach to being present. So you think about Eckhart Tolle, you think about meditation, you think about Qigong, So any of those practices, but aware of what? Well, aware of who you are, aware of what you want, aware of what's going on in the environment or around you, aware of the different options for how you might get to a given result, um, aware of what resources you need and who you need on your team. So it's the pure awareness game. Then there's a second Mm -hmm. meaning to this, and if we think about where all the great ideas come from in our lives. You think about Gandhi and the movement that he had. You think about John F. Kennedy and we're going to go to the moon. You think about Steve Jobs. You think about Oprah Winfrey. All of them had a bigger vision about what was possible. And that's really what we're talking about in visionary consciousness. You can think of it also as higher consciousness, big mind. It's expanding the consciousness you think of as being inside your body and allowing that consciousness to be bigger, wider, higher, and connecting to possibilities that don't yet exist today. And that's where even great music, great art, uh, you think of the iPhone, all of these great ideas come from being in visionary consciousness. And when you literally say, boy, that, that is a person, it's a man or woman of amazing vision, They're really tapping in, whether they call it that or not, they're tapping into this visionary consciousness. Then the third way that I utilize conscious, and I think it's one of the most important uh, trends and really one of the most important aspects of the 20th century, and that's social consciousness. So social consciousness can mean uh, in my book, I talk about the principle of triple win, you, others, and society winning together. So social consciousness can include that all of us are part of this society, and we all need to be able to to win. It also includes the environment, being socially responsible. So the movement that everybody should have water, everybody should have access to food. All of this comes out of social consciousness, and even this new area of when you think of a socially conscious Business that's also run as a nonprofit. It's really the same thing. You're running with business principles, but they want to solve a worldwide problem like how to have clean water in rural areas, in rural countries. And so you might mm-hmm. set it up so it's really using business principles, but it's socially conscious and that it's solving a big problem that, that's a social kind of problem. So those are the three ways in which you can use the word conscious. All of them apply to Conscious Millionaire. And what I've noticed from working with so many clients doing webinars and, you know, events is that everybody comes to Conscious Millionaire from wherever they are at that moment. And the book's designed to expand you and help you grow as you learn how to grow a business in a new way, one that's going to both be a positive impact and allow you to have the high profits, the financial freedom, the lifestyle freedom that you're looking for. It brings the best of both of those worlds together to create a conscious millionaire business.
1: hmm hmm And I think when you when you have that level of awareness, you are so you're more in tune with what your customer wants. What are you providing that somebody needs and somebody wants? And I think you're more focused not on yourself making money, but you're more focused on what can I do for them. So I think right, that's fantastic. Right, because you're,
2: you're you're aware and 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 you're not just aware in your mind visually we think of awareness as visual but you're mm-hmm. aware in your heart mm-hmm. you're aware in your in your body so you're aware in your spirit and you're listening to what others are saying much more of the time
1: mhm mhm and it, and it's really that connection that sells your business you know it, it, people will will do business with you if they really like you and they believe you and uh, they feel that you're going to do something good for them. It's um, it's so so much better to you know doing business that way. Uh, but you have a certain formula in mind when you when you say create wealth. Um, you have certain steps. Can you go through those steps for us? Well, sure, absolutely. I think that everybody who achieves success
2: actually has steps. And when I, you know, the great thing about writing a book sometimes is yes, it's going to have great values for others. But if you haven't engaged in the process, really some of the biggest value can come to you because I had to go back and look at, well, how did I create success? How did I have the first million at 25? How did I do those things? And analyze it. And I realized that over and over and over again, I was doing the same three steps. And the steps are being conscious being focused and think of that as really laser focused and taking action and taking the action quickly once you knew the result that you wanted. So a lot of times when I'm speaking, I'll ask people to raise their hands and I'll go, okay, so here's three parts of the formula, conscious, focused, action. And I'll have people raise their hands and say, you know, as to which part they think is most important. Inevitably, the majority of the people will say it's the action and Then I go, no, actually, it's the conscious part. And one of the biggest problems that a lot of small business owners and early-stage entrepreneurs have is they don't want to spend a lot of time at the conscious part. They want to get, hey, we just got to take action. The problem is unless you spend the time at the conscious part figuring out, well, who are you? Why are you here? What's your true north? What's your passion? What's the real result that you want to accomplish? What resources are you going to need? Who do you need on your team? What are the different options for accomplishing that? When will be the best time to take these actions? Unless you're looking at the conscious part and really taking time to get clear up front, the problem with taking massive action, you know, because that's a phrase we've all heard, is that you could be taking massive action in the wrong direction. Or worse, just as bad, you could be scattering it. So then the focus part really has three elements to it. It has First, your mental focus. And we think of that in visualization that we mentally visualize. But this all ties to how I teach visualization that actually has three aspects to that focus. The second part is you've got to have your whole heart in it. You know, you've got mm-hmm. to be emotionally engaged. And then third Absolutely. is you've got to be you've got to be healthy and fit. You've got to be ready to take action and not just ready, but capable of it. So you've got to focus your mind, your heart your body on this singular result that you're just really almost obsessed in achieving. And then mm-hmm. we talk about the action stage, well, there's very specific steps you need to go through. The first one, and I have a 12-foot whiteboard, so I tend to use it a lot. You've got a whiteboard or put on your computer or your pad, you've got to list out all the different actions that are going to be absolutely necessary in order to achieve that one result you want. But having them listed out, is only part of the the answer because now you've got the second step is to list them in the order they need to occur because you and I know whenever you're doing a project or you're trying to reach a result, some things have to occur before other things. Like mm-hmm. I'm here talking with you today because you contacted me. We agreed on a time that we were going to show up, how we were going to show up together, you know what kind of information you needed from me. All those were steps that had to occur before we could get on the show together. And then you had to have all these steps on your side about how to set up the show. You had to have the ability for it to be recorded, all of that. And then the third part of action is that you've got to look and ask, is there anything that has to happen externally or internally? So externally, maybe there's an event or information you need from somebody outside. And internal, there may be something that a member of your team has to give you before a certain action can happen. And all of that conscious Focused action with that simple formula, brought in that exact order, you can literally accomplish any kind of financial goal that you want.
1: Wow! Now, how did you amass uh, your your fortune so quickly and at such a young age? How how did that happen? What what did sure. what vehicle did you yep. use?
2: Well, it's interesting. I actually decided at five that I was going to be a millionaire when I grew up, and that really started everything (laughs) in motion. I grew up in a family that we didn't have much money. I lived out in the country, maybe 200, 300 people. Nobody had any money. Most everybody was kind of struggling, just getting by. And one day, you know, when we're little kids, we have the ability to believe And, you know, we can believe we're a king or a queen or a superhero, right? We can pretend that we're in a helicopter Mm -hmm. and we really, you know, have the blanket over us, right? And so one day I asked myself, what's the solution to this problem? Because, you know, it really, the big problem for me was that when we went to the grocery store, I knew not to ask for anything because there was a list and we only had so much money. So I couldn't ask for the candy bar. So in a real way, I became a millionaire because I couldn't get the candy bar at five.
0: And so Mm -hmm. I said to myself,
2: what is the solution to this problem? And, (laughs) you know, as a little boy, I said, I know I'll grow up and be a millionaire. And I ran in the house. (laughs) I told my parents, I looked up, I screamed, I'm going to be a millionaire when I grow up, right? And then I went around. My mom told me not to tell anyone, so I told everybody in town because that's what little boys do. Little girls would do the same thing. And I'm sure everybody said, oh, isn't he cute? He's going to be a millionaire when he grows up, right? (laughs) But I believed it. See, There's the difference. Mm -hmm. I never once doubted it from that moment forward. And this is a Mm -hmm. really good lesson. You're listening today and you're asking yourself, well, how do I create my million dollars? How do you create any goal? It really starts by just believing, getting clear about what you want, and believing that it's possible. I had no Mm -hmm. idea at the age of five how I was going to have a million dollars. But you know what? I was certain it was going to happen. At eight, Mm -hmm. I was drawing floor pens for mansions. I'd never been in a mansion. You know, but I knew I wanted some grand <laughs> house. So, you know, and what's really cool about it mm-hmm. is, a little boy, you know, the only thing I associated with bedrooms, I wasn't an adult yet. So I was going, God, I hate to go to bed. So there were no bedrooms in the mansion. I couldn't drive, so <laughs> there was no garage. There were three different (laughs) grand rooms for eating, a breakfast room, a lunch room, a dining room, a big party room, and then the only other part the mansion had, it was a big house, but those were the only indoor rooms. And then had a huge, you know, like Olympic sized pool with all these cabanas around it. And we were gonna just party and have breakfast, lunch and dinner (laughs) and that was our whole life. You know, because that's what. What do you think it is, right? That's, that's a what great you think life, about, right? Yep, yep, yeah. Seems like a great life to Absolutely. me. Absolutely. And so, my father <laughs> was an entrepreneur, and he was really good about figuring out where the money was, but really horrible about getting it. And a lot of it, I later figured out, was he didn't put effective systems in. He, you know, was always putting out fires. Everything was always in an emergency state. Mm. So, by the mm-hmm. time I was finishing my master's in clinical psych, I was 22 at the time. And I went home, and I was working on my thesis, and my dad, you know, said, I really want you to come into business with me, which was the last thing I'd ever thought about. And he was basically bankrupt, and I loved my dad. I had no interest whatsoever in doing that. But after a month of talking to him, I decided I would do it. It turned out I was kind of duck to water. It turned out that I just had a natural acumen for how to build a business. And I'd been really good in school, so I really – what had happened was I was really good at creating systems for how to have my homework done, how to have papers done on time, for mm-hmm. how to study for, for the test. I didn't know it was systems. I didn't call it that. And, mm-hmm. and it's only when I got an MBA 12 years later that I looked back at what I'd done in turning the companies around so quickly. I had come in, analyzed everything, put in systems. Everything was going to happen in a certain way. We were going to be proactive about everything. And I very quickly turned the company around, and within the third year, we were making as much as six-figure profits in a month. So
1: that was
2: how I did it, was I had had a vehicle in the beginning, but it was a messed-up company, and it just turned out I was a really good specialist in going into a mess and turning it around. I had no idea any of that was true. You know, it's Mm -hmm. much like, you know, Mm -hmm. it's been a year that I've had my podcast, and we've had you know, at, at the end of the, the first year, it will be a couple of months, we'll have had a couple of million downloads, but that's really large. I just felt compelled to start a podcast, to be on the microphone. I had no idea mm-hmm. I was good at it, no idea of anything other than I was just compelled. So now there's that lesson in there about following your passion. So I knew right. I was my dad. I felt it. I went and helped him, but I had no idea I was going to actually turn out to be a great business guy. It was the last thing I planned. I was going to go to med school. That's what I thought I was going to do with my life.
1: Oh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But you actually end up getting a JD. I mean, how did you go to law school? I, I, I when did. did you decide well, that? Well, three
2: years afterwards, I decided, well, I had been planning to go to law school. I decided I was finishing my master's in psych. I got accepted into a PhD program. And in the interim, I was uh, working in a closed unit of a psychiatric hospital for a year with severely psychotic patients. It only took a year of that to go, you know, I don't really think this is what I'm doing with my life. <laughs> this doesn't. The, because mm-hmm. remember, also, I had the millionaire goal, right? And I right, was out in Los right. Angeles and I was driving around in Beverly Hills and gay. I was in a Datsun B210. They don't exist anymore, but I only owned the Datsun B210 for one reason by $100. It was the cheapest car sold in America. <laughs> so that's why I owned it. And I came up to a four way uh-huh. stop. This is why I'm working at the psychiatric hospital. I came up to a four way stop and at each of those other stop signs, bang, bang, bang are three different Rolls voices, right? And I'm, First of all, I want to crawl under the seat, right? Because I'm going like, oh my god, I shouldn't be in this like (laughs) horrible, you know? Because inside I'm going, I'm supposed to be a millionaire. What's wrong with this picture, right? I'm in grad school, and then I'm going, I'm supposed to be in one of those cars. This is really the wrong car for me. And that was about when I decided, (laughs) oh, you know what? I was kind of good in logic undergrad. I think I'll go to law school. I think I'd be good at law school Mm -hmm. because I figured become a lawyer probably do okay financially, right? So I was now going, oh, this is not really going to be the path. And at the same time, I read an article. And at that time, remember, this is the 70s, the average PhD in psychology was making $12,000 a year. And I said, this is just not for me. First, I got to deal with a bunch of crazy, psychotic people, and then I don't get paid anything. (laughs) Uh, You know, so I think I'm going to exit this path. This is, you know, and I'd only gotten into that path because I decided not to go to med school. I did all my pre-med and then just decided I didn't want to go to med school. So Uh all of this happens and I'm home working on my thesis and my dad's having financial problems. So I said, okay, I'll help you for six months. Well, that actually ended ended up being much longer than that. But I then went to law school and studied tax and corporate law, which is what I wanted to practice. I'm licensed in two states. But my mother was dying, and I made a family decision rather than a personal decision. And it's probably the decision I've revisited more than any other you know decision in my life. Mm-hmm. Yes, I helped my mm-hmm. father out. But one of the lessons I've learned that I've really coached and mentored a lot of people on is that in the process I threw out my own life, and that I don't regret yeah. that I helped my father. I had to clear I had to mm-hmm. get clear with that. Sure. I had to really get clear with it. But I do regret I gave up my life in the process and I would never coach someone to do that again. Mm-hmm. Is that if you mm-hmm. have to give up your own life, you really can't do that. We have an obligation because we have a reason for being here on earth. And mm-hmm. in it delayed, I think, in many ways, my getting my voice out there and my message and making my difference in the world and helping people in the way that I think I'm on the planet to help them. So mm-hmm. I, that part I do regret. And it's good to look back and be able to say that and be clean about it. Mm-hmm. And then it makes mm-hmm. me Definitely. more more really, you know, when I work with clients, one of the big messages, and you've, you've, you've looked at my book, is that you've got to do what you're here for. You've got to Mm -hmm. live your life. You've got to live your purpose, and you can't live somebody else's. Because the only way you can really fulfill your destiny, and I believe we all have a destiny on earth, is to live the life that you're here to live. And sometimes Sometimes that's hard. Sometimes that's Mm -hmm. very, very hard, right? And in my case, I chose to take care of my father, but I gave up me, and if I were going to make that decision again, I would have looked at how can I help my father without giving up my life. And I would say that that's something you need
1: to think about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's true. I mean, really, I mean, family family comes first, but you also have to have your own life as well. And to, to integrate those two things is sometimes really, really difficult. Um, a lot of people struggle with that. I know I've I struggled with that, too. But uh, you, you talk about a new entre- entrepreneurial path, and... Can you tell me and our and our listeners just a little bit about what that means?
2: Well, yeah, I want to bring up two phrases. I, I tend to create a lot of phrases. and As an attorney, I trademark mm-hmm. everything, you know, but, but first-stage capitalism and second-stage capitalism. And if you think about first-stage capitalism, we've learned a lot in building out capitalism about how systems work, putting teams together, you know, how to create profits. But the problem with first-stage capitalism is the heart's not there. You're really just asking the question. And I, and I love CNBC because I love financial things. But if you think about what they talk about, it's about how much profit somebody made. And that's the glory. That's a, it's a mm-hmm. great, successful company just because of the profits. But there's a difference between selling a, prof, a product. And we can all think of lots of products when I say products that are just made of sugar and i think we've all learned that sugar is really not good for us it's almost you know more mm-hmm. addictive than heroin it's horrible for our bodies it creates you know diabetes there's nothing good about putting sugar in our bodies and yet there're entire industries and entire companies that that's all they sell is sugar products mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. so there's a big difference yeah. between being able to sell something that somebody may want because their body's craving it um and selling something that has intrinsic value that's going to uplift someone, that's going to take them to a higher state, that's going to make their life intrinsically better. And in the second stage of capitalism, that new entrepreneurial path is all of us who collectively really want to build businesses that make a positive difference. We want our client to be better off at the end of the day because of what they got from us, our product, our service. We don't want them ingesting a food, for example, that actually makes their body toxic. That is not something right. that we'd want to do. So in second-stage capitalism, it's about the new, new path of how do we bring higher consciousness into our business? How do we bring a bigger purpose, a bigger why, a reason that goes beyond just the money? And that reason always relates to how you can improve your client's life, how you can make society better. Because every time you make one person's life better, society is by definition better because they're more empowered to go out and live their life more fully, and everybody they touch is going to be more positive. This is the amazing, great thing that we have today is that so? it's so easy to do business on a global level. You know, if you're, on, if you're in a business and you've got anything on the Internet, the chances are somebody has bought it outside of the country you're living in. Well, by definition, that makes you a global business. We have so much yeah. possibility right here today like we've never had before. And social media, Mm -hmm. I mean, it's how how do we get our podcast out that I do? It's through social media. How do we connect with a lot of new clients? Right now we're running a a new marketing campaign to get my ideal client in as a coaching client. What are we using? We're using LinkedIn, right? Because that's Mm -hmm. the most Mm -hmm. likely place that my ideal coaching client is. And those coaching clients, you know, may not just be in the United States. They could be from anywhere in the world. And that's Absolutely. the way we live. And yeah. we can get on, on something like Skype, on our, on our, and it's free on our computers. It's amazing. We have all these tools available to us to allow us to really live this new path in a way that we can make our positive difference and make the high profits and bring them together and realize that they serve one another. Because as we make more profits, we can grow our business. We can touch more people. It's synergistic and inextricably intertwined. And that's the new path.
1: Absolutely, I couldn't agree more. That's exciting too. I'm just going to take one minute here talking about, you know, being a millionaire. Well, we got to pay the bills, so I'm just going to uh, we're going to have a commercial. We'll be right back. Hey Jenna, have you seen the TV show Wicked Housewives on Cape Cod on Channel
0: 99? Omg, I love that show. It's with Kathleen O'Keefe Canavan. She's an international best-selling author, and Lori Boyle, the CEO of Lori Boyle Media.
2: Right. They're hosting a personal development seminar, Retreat
1: for the Soul. It's about your dreams, meditation, healing, and the subconscious mind.
0: Ooh. It sounds fun. And rejuvenating. Let's go. Where do we sign up? Their website,
1: Wicked Housewives on CapeCod.com. Kathleen O'Keefe Canavis and Lori Boyle will show you how. Go to Wicked House Lives on Cape Cod.com. Do you have a great story to tell or do you want to write your memoir? Best-selling author Kathleen O'Keefe Canvas and Lori Boyle, CEO of Lori Boyle Media, are the hosts of the Wicked House Lives on Cape Cod TV and radio shows. Join their Writers Workshop intensive to get writing and get published. Go to Wicked House Lives on CapeCod.com. Hi, we're back again with Daisy Crum the Third. Who has written *The Conscious Millionaire*, and we're talking about just that with him. If you're just tuning in now, right now, um, Jay Z, tell, tell us about you know how important passion is in your business. I mean, could you just like sort of go to work every day and and expect to be a millionaire, or do you really have to have go that extra mile? Well, you know, here's what passion
2: is. Passion is life energy. Passion and joy to me are inextricably intertwined. When I'm on my passionate trail, I'm feeling joy inside. Now, so, but a lot of people don't know what their passion is. And that's one of the biggest questions I hear people say is, I don't know what I'm passionate about. When they say that, what I hear is, I'm not feeling alive. Because I really think that's, mm-hmm. what's the, that's the symptom of not feeling alive. Because the truth is our passions are actually easy to discover, but getting connected with ourselves in a way that makes us feel alive can take some inner work. So your passion is something that you feel so, you know, you're so excited doing something, an activity, that you and I could have an activity, we did it, and it's six hours later, and we think an hour went by. Right. That to me is mm-hmm. always an indicator that you find, you're finding your passion. Right? For me, it's helping Mm -hmm. people. I love helping people, you know, turn on the light bulb, find the right direction for their life, for their business, put together all the pieces that make their business successful, and go out there and make their difference and have the financial success that they want and bring all that together. I love doing Mm -hmm. that. And would I do it for free? Yeah, I've done it for free plenty of times, right? You know, I'll stop and talk <laughs> to somebody. I'll be at a, I'll be at a coffee shop, and I'll end up in a half hour conversation talking about their business model just because I want to help them, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Passion Absolutely. is the difference between getting up in the morning and being excited about your life, and it's connected. I call it the true north, and it's three pieces: passion, purpose and your strengths. And purpose, think of it as the difference you want to make. So if you're passionate about a particular difference you want to make, you build that into your business, and you have strengths that allow you to actually go out and bring that to the world and help people out how much more excited you going to be in the morning. And if you're feeling joy throughout your day because you love what you do, because let's face it, being a small business owner, I've been doing this all my life, and in some ways it gets easier, but it's still a lot of work. You know, there's a oh, yeah. lot of things you have to do. Yesterday, I was on eight interviews. Last week, in three days, I was on 20 between my shows and shows I was on. And yes, that's wonderful. But the second night, I had to go to bed at five. I had I needed energy. <laughs> I needed to sleep, right. right? Because well, you think about how many different conversations you've had with people many mm-hmm. times you've never met before, right? But was I mm-hmm. joyful about it? Yes. And if I wasn't doing something that I really – what if I was having 20 – imagine this. You're listening to this. Now you're going, oh, my God, 20 – yeah, hour long, most of them, right? And what if you were having 20 long conversations about something you hated? How –
0: imagine how horrible
2: (laughs) it would be to go through that, as opposed to having 20 conversations with people that you're excited to meet – because they kind of like the same stuff you like, right? That's why you're on their show and mm-hmm. you're on your mm-hmm. show, right? I mean, that's Absolutely. like you and I. We're, we have a sympathetic yep. because we really want the world to be better and we, we want to do it in a mm-hmm. conscious way. So I get the joy of having conversations with Lori. But it still is time and energy consuming, right? And right, when you do sure. that seven times a day, tired, right? <laughs> right, you, still, you still get Absolutely. tired. But imagine how horrible it would be if every day you got up and it was the similar thing. You're going, oh, I've got to talk to customers about all their problems, and they're just, they're just a pain, right? And there's another part right. of that phrase, they're a pain, right? And yes. that's how <laughs> you saw your business. Exactly, how excited would you be to have more business? I mean, if what you were mm-hmm. doing was was irritating and frustrating and overwhelming you, and totally unexcited, and made you feel dead and worn out at the end of the day. And if you're listening, you may have this experience. I had it. In the first business, it mm-hmm, was my dad's mm-hmm. wonderful idea. It was not mine. I ended up ultimately selling it because I realized I was not on my path. But now that I'm and doing what something business, that I I'm love, sorry. what business was yeah, it? We absolutely. had regional trucking truck trucking lines, and so I you oh, can see how okay. I could figure out systems very well for that.
1: Yes, but I got to yes, tell you,
2: exactly. for me. Yeah, for somebody else, for my dad, it was exciting. But for me, picking up loads at point A and going to point B and picking up loads at point B and coming back to point A, and we would pull on average 12,000 loads a year, was not very exciting. Because mm-hmm. I wanted to be mm-hmm. out there connecting with other people's souls. I wanted to be out there empowering people. That's what I was yearning to do. So every day I was doing something that not only wasn't exciting to me, but there was this other part of me. So what would I do? I'd go home at night and read personal growth books, right? Because that was almost mm-hmm. like my you know, my fantasy life. It's like, wait, but I want to be doing uh-huh. seminars. I want to be coaching people. I want to be creating products. That sounds exciting to me, but that wasn't uh-huh. what I was doing. I was doing you know, something some people, I didn't love.
1: Mhm. And and a lot of people do that, Jv. They they yeah. absolutely they go to work every day. They yeah. don't love it, and it separates them from their passion. They can't find it anymore. You know, they forget what it is. But well, what and, happens? Yes, and and, yes, if, and, you,
2: and, and if, you, if exactly, Lori, And I think if people, there are probably people listening today because there's no accidents, right? I, I think if right. you're listening to this, you're supposed to be hearing it. And what happens is, as a little boy, a little girl, we're filled with that life, you know, passion, right? At five, I went, oh, mm-hmm. I'm going to be a millionaire. And I was totally believing and passionate about it, and so it happened. But as we grow older, we get worn down by what society tells us we're supposed to be. We want to be this for a boyfriend or girlfriend. You know, we want to please our parents. We want to please the boss. We want to please even the employees. Mm-hmm. But what ends up happening is we forget who we are. And it's sure. very hard to be alive and to feel passionate when all of a sudden you've stopped being in connection with who you are. And I think mm-hmm. that's when it happens, is that when you say, I've lost the passion, you really lost the life connection to yourself and mm-hmm. to a higher force, because I think it's simultaneous that we connect inside and that we need to be connected externally or all around us, however you want to visualize it. But we need to be connected to something bigger that's that visionary purpose that's that big why that we have that's that true north. I want to do something great with my life. You know what that's great mm-hmm. because you're on earth to do something great everybody is
1: and how and how does someone find that you know if they're sort of like you know i don't I really don't like this uh job I'm in, and it's you know I'm punching a clock and I really would love love to have my own business, but I'm just not sure what it's. What it is, I mean, is there's, I, I meet a lot of people in that in that quandary. Do you have any tips for them as to how they? Sure, can uh, 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 absolutely. What that? I'd like
2: to do, um, and if you and if you get my book, this is all in chapter four. But I want to give you three exercises from chapter four. I want you to get a journal, right. but you don't have to have a formal journal. You can take pieces of paper. You can use your computer. However, you, you know you best like to journal. But I want you to journal. I'm going to give you three questions to journal about. The first one's related to your passion. And simply ask the question, what are the activities that I enjoy so much that when I engage in them, I lose all sense of time?
1: Oh, great question. What are the activities
2: that that I enjoy so much that when I engage in them, I lose all sense of time? And just allow yourself to journal about that. And and it may be one day, it may be over several days, but you're going to come up with a whole lot of awareness going back to being conscious. You're going to become aware of what are those things that make you feel most alive. Because I guarantee you that if you love something that much, when you're engaging in it, you're feeling joy. And if you don't yet feel it, it's because you're not yet connected or aware of it, but it's there. Because we all feel joy when we're doing something we're that passionate about. And that will mm-hmm. help you find your home, your your path back to your place of being alive, which is the most important thing that we can do as human beings. We have to be alive. We have to be energized. or so we're never going to be able to to go out and perform and achieve at our highest levels. Then the second one is purpose. But, you know, when I went out and sold the companies, then I still didn't know what my purpose was, by the way. I knew mm-hmm. I had a lot of Talents. I knew I had a lot of skills for everything that I had studied and everything that I had done, but I knew what the purpose was. And I went. I went camping. In fact, tomorrow I'm going camping again, because it's so good for my soul to get out in nature. And I really get some Uh insights when I'm just out in nature. But Mm -hmm. I went out and I started reading all these books about purpose. Now, they, they made me feel good, and they were nice, but I didn't find any of them to be particularly useful because they would have sentences in them, and perhaps you've read the same sentence. I mean, it, it's almost like this is the classic sentence. When you find your purpose, you'll know it. And I would go, well, that's really <laughs> very helpful, isn't it? You know, I'd look at that, and I'd go, well, that, that seems pretty logical to me, but it didn't help me find it. When I found my purpose, then I was able to look back. And what took me a long time to do, I've never had a client I worked with that within two to three weeks of, of coaching that we couldn't get to that, that place of their purpose because I realized it was like a two-sided coin. On one side, it purpose, but on the other side, it says, what difference do you want to make? So the second oh, question yes. I want you to journal about is, what differences do I want to make with my life? And as you journal about that, you'll probably find that there's certain people or animals or environment or organizations that you want to make it for as well, that is probably connected to some group. But just mm-hmm. journal about what differences do I want to make. Now, you, what you're going to begin to notice when you do that is that you're probably feeling kind of passionate about those that there's these differences like I'm very passionate about helping people wake up to who they are, find their inner potential, empower them and give them skills so that they can use it to achieve what they want with their mm-hmm. life. And you can hear it when I say that. Now the third yeah. thing I want you to do is I want you to ask this other question and journal about it. This is about your strengths. What are the strengths that I have that I are so natural that it's just super easy for me to do them? So you really want to think about what are the strengths you have, the things that you do that it's just so natural for you. Maybe you walk in the room and you just crack a joke, and over and over you do that, and everybody laughs. That's a big strength,
1: mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So there's
2: some. That's great. <laughs> there's probably two or three natural strengths that you have. You might be a great cook. You might be able to just mm-hmm. look at look at look at five ingredients and go, oh, I see how to put those together, and you know exactly what order and how to cook each one of them, and And here's the great thing, is that most of the things that we have strengths in, we've probably gone and gotten some education in, or we've read some books on, or we've listened to some webinars about them. And we got better because of that, but we were already good before Mm -hmm. we got there. You know, when I said that I didn't know that I could run a business, had never thought about it, it was Uh like a duck to water, right? Uh But it turned out that running a business was really about being organized and creating systems. That's at the heart of running Mm -hmm. every business, well, guess Have what? We That's been, what I did yeah. in school. That's what uh-huh. I did in school. It's mm-hmm. how I, I got through. I was a 19-year-old senior in college, so I was a bit nerdy maybe, uh, although I was actually partying. <laughs> um, and I had a 4.0 in my major. You don't get there without being organized. Because there are a lot of people right. who are just as smart as I was, and they weren't there, but I was more organized than they were. I had better mm-hmm. systems. Mm-hmm. You know, if a paper was due, it was done the day before, and I had how much time it was going to take and when I was going to do it. So I had this all super organized. Turns out that's one of the most important skills to building a business.
1: So it when, is, it definitely is. Going, uh-huh.
2: you, oh, you absolutely have to. So if you take and you answer those three questions, journal about them. You're going to notice that you're beginning to feel more alive and excited. And what I hope that it brings out in you is a realization that oh, if this isn't going in my life, going on in my life right now, it can be. It can Mm -hmm. be because because you can consciously decide that you're unwilling to continue living the way you're living and that you're Mm -hmm. unwilling to not have the life that you just described because what you just journaled about is the life you really want.
1: Mm -hmm. And I love the three questions. I'll just repeat them again there. Um, Passion. So what activities do you enjoy so much that when you do it, time flies a great question the second one is purpose what difference do you want to make in the world and the third one is what are your natural talents your natural strengths and um that that might be hard to to um answer for some adults for children it might be really really fast but for adults who have been, you know, working in something they don't, they may not really like or, you know, like, pleasing right. pleasing their family well, or, means, you know, have I, to I, because of fill in the blank. Yeah.
2: Yeah, and I appreciate mm-hmm. you bringing that up, Lori. So on that third one, what you might want to do is go around and ask three, four, five people who know you really well, ask them that question.
1: Oh, yeah. What is it mm-hmm. that I
2: do that I'm just naturally good at? Because a lot of times yeah. we don't see ourselves the same way. It's it's very hard. I have a coach. Why do I have a coach and yet I'm a coach? Because I can't see myself the same way someone external to me can see me.
0: Mm-hmm. You know, It's
2: like I've hired some marketing people, although I'm a really good marketing person. I've hired a copywriter, even though I can write copy. Why? To help me understand my own business differently than I understand it. Because they can look right. on and see the pieces and go, oh, well, that's the central theme. I could do the same thing with other people, but in my own life in my own business, a lot of times I I can see all the trees, but I'm not exactly mm-hmm. sure which one's more important than the other ones.
1: Mm-hmm. But someone
2: else mm-hmm. can look on and go, "Oh, that's the important tree right there."
1: Right. Right. So go right. and get
2: go and get some feedback from others because people who know you well they know what you're really good at, and they'll go, "Oh, gosh, mm-hmm. Linda, you're really good at this," and you'll go, "Really." And you do it mm-hmm. all the time, but you don't even think about it because it's so easy for you. And that's exactly. a whole another conversation about what are you going to sell as an expert. Usually it's the thing that you do so easily that you can't even believe someone's going to pay you for it. But guess what? 99% <laughs> of the people out there actually can't do that.
1: Right? I'll tell you, I, I've retired as an international airline pilot, and there isn't one pilot that I ever met that isn't passionate about flying uh not one, so um it really is it's it's like they're um they, some of them call it their mistress, you know, they have a wife, but then they have the mistress of the airplane you know so uh absolutely <laughs>
2: love <that. laughs> I love that <laughs> and, um, and that really is the case so i I think these are the things that'll help you if you're listening today. these will help you get on the right track,
1: yeah, yep, absolutely. Now, what's next for you? Uh, Are are you going to be speaking somewhere, or do you have another book coming out? What's going on with you? Yeah, well,
2: what's next for me is right now we just launched a second podcast called Conscious Millionaire Health Reality Podcast. I think it's the first reality podcast out there about health. When I went back and took care of my dad at the end, I had gone on and started living my own life, and then I went back because he had Parkinson's and had a stroke. And in that no. last year oh, and a half, I gained 100 pounds. So oh, I said goodness. to myself, okay, yeah, and I was in great shape. I was working out nine hours you know, a week at 183 pounds. Uh, I could ski nine hours in a day. And all the stress pieces and all the things, all the buttons that were even, I think every emotional button in me got pushed in that process. So I said, well, you've got to lose the weight. You need to be healthy again. Why don't you take it public? Why don't you let other people benefit from the journey that you're taking? And why don't you create a health show for busy entrepreneurs about health and fitness and about how to get life balance? Because that, no matter whether you've gained 100 pounds or 20 pounds or you're at the perfect weight but you're not really eating the right foods, all of us as entrepreneurs have difficulty finding that work-life balance. I mean, that's an ongoing Mm -hmm. thing. It's not one like you find it and now you have it because tomorrow Mm -hmm. you have to find Mm -hmm. it again. Right? Every day we have to find it. Right, that. exactly. And some days we find it fairly well, and other days we don't find it at all. You know, that's mm-hmm. the truth of the matter. So it's an ongoing mm-hmm. discussion. So we're, we've are we been launching that. It's doing incredibly well. And right now I'm, the biggest thing that I have going on is that I'm going to be putting together some group coaching programs with another coach. Uh, we have a meeting tomorrow, and these will be for different levels, people who are in six figures, people who are – about it, the seven figures, and people who are in seven figures and really want to grow to eight. And we're going to have small groups that we're going to do virtually. I'm very excited about this and do a six-month program to really change the, the two of us working with eight people in each group, really change um, people's lives and change their businesses. So I'm very excited about that. And then the reason I engage the copywriter is we're putting together the Conscious Millionaire Business Academy, so i'm going to be working on that this fall to get that completed so that's going to be the next big project and that's going to be designed you know from for people who are early and entry level to mid level in terms of six figure companies to really help them grow get on the, established really well, and then move to their seven-figure uh, level, so that we can mm-hmm. go out and and I can have thousands of people in that program because there'll be video portions, there'll be group coaching portions, and I'll be able to touch so many more people's lives. So that's very exciting.
1: Yeah, that is very exciting. I love that idea because it, so many people that I speak to are you know in transition. They are they are either retired and they need a supplemental income because Social Security and their pension isn't enough, or they've been laid off or they've been downsized or they've had an illness and that now they've got to uh, have a different career. And all of those people really need to become an entrepreneur in some way. And that is just great that there is there is a way to get it without having to go back to college. That um, and you can get exactly what you need from something like the Business Academy or being in that program, that virtual program you were talking about. That is great. Now, how do people get in touch with you to get into your program? Well,
2: Yeah, sure, absolutely. Well, first of all, if you own a business today, and it's a conscious business, and by that I mean it has a greater purpose. It really wants to help people's lives. You're welcome to go and just ask to become a member on Facebook. We have a very fast-growing community. We just started it three weeks ago, and we already have over uh, 450 members, so it's really going well. And um, it's called the Conscious Millionaire Community, and you can search that on Facebook and ask to join it. You just have to prove that you own a business, so everybody's on the same footing ground. If you go to Conscious Millionaire, I really have a couple of uh, lead uh, gyms there. They're free – They're really going to be incredible value. One, right now, you can get the First Millionaire Manifesto, and that's absolutely free. It's a 35-page document, and it's the seven steps to seven figures. And I want you to think of it when you read it as that's the seven qualities that you need to develop if you want to have seven-figure wealth. Also, we've got the resources. We've got 12 resources that we use, uh, resources like lead pages that we use for our landing pages that uh, we're using them, and therefore I can highly recommend that these are all, you know, what you need in order to run your business. So, And then we have the podcasts. You can just go to ConsciousMillionaire.com. You can click on the podcast. You can sign up for both of the podcasts. There's the original podcast that will be two years old, I mean, one year old, Jesus, but it'll have uh, almost two million <laughs> downloads in two weeks. Wow! Uh, it feels like two oh years because we wonderful. do five shows, five shows, a, five shows a week, and that's <laughs> Conscious Millionaire Podcast. It's business coaching for conscious entrepreneurs, and we also have the Conscious Millionaire Health Reality Podcast. And, again, you can subscribe to that. It's absolutely free. That's three times a week. And I interview great experts. And yesterday I was interviewing Jack Canfield for it. I've had John Gray on the show. People who have expertise in certain areas of, of health, and John Gray's latest book is On Health. And we three times a week, it's a short show, 16 to 20 minutes. But think of it as your health coach where what we're going to do is help you as an entrepreneur take your steps forward to becoming more healthy and fit and balanced so that you get the whole life that you want rather than feeling like your life is just kind of fragmented and scattered. So those are the different Mm -hmm. things uh, that you can get. All of those are free. It's ways to come and find out about Conscious Millionaire, and we'd love for you to be part of our community.
1: Oh, fantastic. Wonderful. Well, we're getting to the end of our time, and I was just wondering, what what is a, a final message that you'd like to leave our listeners with?
2: Sure. Well, my personal motto is what I'd like to share, and my personal motto is trust, perfect timing. And I would like to tell you exactly what I mean by that, because you could hear that you go, oh, that sounds kind of fluffy. And I could see that if you don't know what's behind it, but for me, it's very concrete. I've done a lot of work on flow and zone and have learned a very powerful three steps for how you can get in the flow of the zone, right? And it's to be Mm -hmm. present, to be open to possibilities of how you're going to accomplish. So you can have a plan, but be open. There might be a better way. And to be authentic. Mm -hmm. And by that, I mean taking steps and making decisions that feel real to you. So when Uh when you're present and open and authentic, what I find, it's like a portal opens up, and you begin to connect with what I believe is all around you and really running through you, that perfect timing is already occurring like a mosaic in the universe. And when we connect with it in this field of energy, all of a sudden our perceptions change. So let me give you an example. You have an expectation that something's going to happen at 10 o'clock in the morning, and it's really important to you. And you've been planning on this happening right?
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And you get up the next morning and you find out that the person cancels meeting with you, the event's not going to happen, uh, maybe it's been postponed, maybe it hasn't even been postponed, it's just been called off completely. And you, the first reaction you might want to have is you're heartbroken. You might even be angry. You might mm-hmm. be frustrated. But when you get present and open and really get authentic and real with yourself, all of a sudden you see that in a different light and you realize, wait a minute, there's perfect timing going on. Maybe Mm -hmm. there's a better time for that to happen. Maybe something better is coming along and that that really wasn't what needed to happen right now. Something else needs to be happening. And when you start looking at life that way and believing that, all of a sudden you realize that life is quite different than what it seems like when you're coming from kind of the the mundane of just saying, Mm -hmm. I'm heartbroken or I'm angry, uh-huh. because you yeah. go, wait a minute, there's no accident to this perfect event that's happening, that everything is part of a mosaic. This doesn't mean you're not responsible for your actions. It doesn't mean anything like that. But what it means is that you see the events that are happening in your life totally different. And I have to say mm-hmm. that I have it posted. I have it posted in my office, Trust Perfect Timing, right by my desk, to remind me that no matter what happens throughout the day, it might not be my plan but there is mm-hmm. a plan going on and that when I connect right. with it, I'm actually going to build my business better and easier.
1: Right. That's true. That's true because sometimes you choose the path and other times the path chooses you. <laughs> so um, right. that's exactly what happens when it, when, the, when the timing is is perfect. It's great when that works out. Well, it's been an absolute pleasure speaking with you. I've learned so much and uh, I wish you the very best, and I hope that everyone uh, gets in touch with uh, ConsciousMillionaire.com and the podcast. It all sounds great. Thanks so much for being here, J.V.
2: Thanks so much for having me on the show. It was my pleasure.
1: It was great. Okay. Uh, Thank you very much for listening, and uh, we will see you next time.
0: Thank you for spending this time with us. We sincerely hope that you have enjoyed the show. If you would like to comment or have an idea for the show or have a question for Lori or for one of her guests, please visit her on Facebook, on her website, where you will find this show and previous shows archived. Join us again next Thursday at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. Until then, have a great week.